The following is a presentation of Embassy Media and Marshall Davis Ministries. We want you to begin to get a focus that through the Word of God, the most important thing for us to understand for success in life, whether it be spiritual, physical, or mental, is to understand the power of seed. Amen? It, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do in life, whatever you want to be successful in, if you do not understand the power of the principle of seed and seed time, you will eventually drown yourself in your own desires. Hallelujah. Come Amen. On, Drowning yourself in your own desires is mean you have so many, but none of them come to pass. Amen. Watch this. Anytime that a farmer gets too much rain, the crop drowns itself because it doesn't produce the fullness that it's supposed to produce. Why? Because the seed can't take too much watering before it produces harvest. It must have the right amount of water. It must have the right amount of sun. It must be properly fertilized. I'm beginning to find out that in the body of Christ, we have come to the place that we have too much water and no harvest. We've gotten so much water until it has drowned out our crop. Amen. What is the water? The water is the word of God. That's what it represents. It's amazing to me how many saints can quote all the, almost the whole Bible. Amen. But don't possess half of it. And that tells me there's too much water in your field to bring the harvest that you need. So you don't understand the principle of seed time and harvest. Because you got to know how to get your harvest in by how you deal with your seed time. I want you to turn to uh, Genesis, the eighth uh, chapter. The 22nd verse, it says, While the earth remaineth seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. Now it's amazing how that God placed all of those things together. He talked about cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night because those things are continuous so that we wouldn't be able to separate seed time and harvest from the reality of what he promised would always be, okay? Ever since we've been born, it's been day and night. Right? Will you agree to that? If you live in Chicago, it's been hot and cold summer and winter. Would, would you all agree to that? If that is true, then seed time and harvest should be as regulated and as often as day and night. Summer and winter. Heat and cold. Amen? Because they all cause the next thing to happen. In other words, day causes night. Heat causes cold. 
Are you all hearing what God is saying? Seed time causes harvest. Have you got that? God is saying that he is desirous for his people to understand the power of their seed and what he has given to us for us to be successful and productive people in life. The first thing we need to understand, he did not say seed and time. He said seed time. In other words, seed has time with it, but harvest does not. That's why we shouldn't be waiting on a breakthrough because breakthroughs are not seasonal, nor do they have time on them. Only seed has time. What does seed time mean? Seed time means that there is a time that seed is given because God says he gives seed to the sower. He gives seed to the sower and many times we eat the seed when he gives it to us to sow. It's not just financial. Sometimes God speaks to us and tells us to do something or to act on something to benefit our own lives. And for whatever reason, we don't. And we get out of the season time of seed, which means that you can't sow something out of season and expect a seasonal harvest. I wish somebody was hearing what God was saying. So God is saying seed time deals with your heart. Look at somebody and say seed time deals with your heart. Not when you feel like it. I, I believe it's in Proverbs that says, He that considereth the wind will not sow. What does that mean? The person that waits for perfect timing or when they feel like it's comfortable for them to sow will never sow. Because you will never be in a position to be comfortable enough to sow. You will always think of something else you can do besides sow. And so God is saying he desires for us to understand seed time. When we understand seed time, we will understand that there is a place that God deals with our heart to do something that has nothing to do with our circumstance. Look at somebody and tell them, uh, I know this is getting ready to be tough, so I better drop this here so we can get settled. God don't care nothing about what you're going through. As a matter of fact, God said, I laugh at you in your calamities. Why? Because God does not deal with what your, your situation is. Let me tell you something. He didn't even deal with it with Jesus. He didn't care what Jesus was going through. Jesus hanging on the cross talking about, Father, why have thou forsaken me? He said, because in Isaiah it was written that you were going to be wounded that you were going to be bruised and the chastisement of the peace of this world was upon him and with the stripes that you beat with, the people going to get healed. I don't care if you have to get beat. I don't care if you have to get bruised. I'm only looking at what my words say. He said, I watch over my word to perform and not over your situation. So if you understand seed time, you'll understand the unctioning when he speaks to you to do something because you'll realize he's not dealing with what you feel like you don't have or what it's going to cost you. He don't care nothing about whether or not you don't feel like that you don't have enough to tithe. He just said tithe. He's looking at the word. He ain't looking at your circumstance. Hallelujah. 
He's not looking at what transpired in your life. You don't know what I've been through. He don't care because his words say you wasn't supposed to go through it. Y'all don't want to shout with me about that. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. His word said that you weren't supposed to get, go through it. His word said you're supposed to be prosperous in health, even as your soul prosper. Hallelujah. The word of God said we're supposed to be the head, not the tail. We're blessed in the city and in the field. Y'all not shouting with me today. So God doesn't care about your dilemma because you weren't supposed to be there according to the word. The word of God was sent forth that we might be healed, according to uh, Psalms 107.20, that we might be healed and delivered and set free from all of our situations. By the word. Say, by the word. So when you don't understand how God deal with your heart through the word, you will not enter into seed time. You'll have seed, but you won't plant it in the time he touch you. What is he saying? Do not miss the day of benefit and blessing by hardening your heart for today you hear my voice don't harden it look at somebody and say don't harden your voice harden your heart when Jesus is talking amen one of the key things that I know that we need to make sure of in order to get over this is what this is was a revelation to me you know in Philippians 3 just let me flow here for a minute in Philippians 3 12 through 14, Paul, and we quote this many times, Paul talks about that he was forgetting those things which are behind, but he was pressing toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And the Lord began to deal with me, and he began to share with me by his spirit according to his word in that scripture, that you will never be able to get over your situation or circumstance unless you get to higher ground. Because as long as you distance yourself from it, but stay on the same plane of your thoughts, you will always be able to relate to it. So it will always be equal to you. So Paul said to forget what things have dealt with you, you got to get elevated. Because you can only see where you came from by elevation, not same level. Oh, y'all don't want to shout with me. Hallelujah. See, if I, if, if I stay down here and walk back to here, we're still on the same level of how we're relating to what's going on. Will you all agree with that? But if I start going up here, you even have to elevate your eyes from where you were, y'all not shouting, to see me. And if I get up here, I could see where I came from. If I stay down here, I can't see where I came from because I stay on the same thing of the situation that's dealing with me. So Paul said, for me to forget the things which have happened to me, I must elevate my mind to press to get higher than what I was so I can see the prize. See, when you're on the place and level of the challenge, you can't see the prize. I wish somebody was hearing what God was saying. Hallelujah. Because the prize is never where you are. The prize is where you're going. That's the problem that Israel had. They always related to God in the desert. Y'all not shouting with me today. All they 
wanted God to do was be a pillar of cloud by day and the sun for heat at night. All they wanted was miracles from God. They didn't want to do anything. They didn't want to go in the promised land because they were going to have to work when they got in the promised land. They wanted to stay where God, oh God, oh God, oh God. God told them prepare victuals for the day you're going over. Look at somebody and tell them, if you're going somewhere, you got to get past where you are. Somebody going to get set free on this today. I said, somebody's going to get set free on this today. You cannot get over what has happened to you until you elevate your mind above it. If you stay entrapped in the same situation, you'll keep the same thought. Some of us can't get elevated because we won't surround ourselves with new people to give us a new thought. You got a soul tie to the same old folk and you need to get away from them, break the soul tie, cut the soul tie, and go find somebody else to be with. Just hang out with folk that drink and keep saying you're not going to drink. Just keep hanging with them and see what happens. Y'all don't want to shout with me this morning. Look at somebody and tell them somebody's going to get their breakthrough today. <laughs> our problem is... When God deals with our heart, it's a spirit thing. Say it's a spirit thing. But you got to be careful that you don't confuse the spirit. You know, because the spirit is totally in agreement with whatever the words say. The spirit is in us. Say the spirit is in me. Because the spirit is in you, and then when you don't line up with the word, the spirit scratches head. God give you seed to sow, and you say, I can't afford to sow it. The Spirit said, what? Y'all not shouting with me. Hallelujah. We confuse the Spirit with negative talk rather than what God say. What does God say? Not what situations say. What does God say? If you do what God say, Spirit can agree. The Word of God said, wherever there are two or three touching and agreeing upon... God said he's in the midst and whatever we ask of him it shall be done by the father which is in heaven if you could ever get word and spirit to agree you'll get what you want no wonder the word of God said don't grieve Holy Ghost because we grieve him confuse him by us saying the opposite of what the words say God always gives you what you need to become what he wants you to become. He knows the situations we're in. He gives us seed for the purpose of becoming what it is he wants us to become. Be careful of this. Seed can only produce harvest. Seed can only be sown. As a matter of fact, it's foolish to try to eat seed because it's dry. 
You got to be able to be sensitive to Holy Ghost to know when he give you something to even help somebody else is not for you. You know, sometimes God will let you go buy something, but it's not really yours. And when it is you meet the person you're supposed to sow it, y'all not shouting with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing to me, I, I, I began to watch some of the things that just happened in the world church realm. I noticed that whenever it is that people are going to bless folk in the church, they don't never go get that stuff with them tags still on it. They get something they done wore already. Then figure they're going to help somebody. Why don't you give them some of your new stuff? Why don't you give them some of them suits, men, that haven't been him? Haven't got a cuff in it. Haven't been fitted for your design, your length. Y'all not shouting with me in here. Why? Because we don't understand the power of seed time. Because seed time will tell us this is not time to wear it. It's not time to wear it. It's time to sew it. It's not time for you to look good. It's time for somebody else to look good. Hallelujah. It's time for your rejoicing to be in somebody else's good pleasure. We just come to church, don't want nothing to happen good for nobody but us. Just want my miracle today. Just want my breakthrough today. Just want my need met today. Hallelujah. Why don't you pray that God meet somebody else's need? You got a job. Why don't you pray that God give somebody else a job? Maybe your children not on drugs, but pray that somebody else's child get off drugs. Y'all not shouting with me. Don't be boasting, talking about my children ain't never been in jail, they ain't never been on drugs, they ain't never been in no trouble, they ain't never did. Why don't you pray the power of faith prayer that somebody else's children would come off? Hallelujah. God has grace, but also he has mercy. And grace don't go nowhere, that mercy don't show up. You might not have ever done it, but God got a way to get you out of it if you've ever done it. Look at somebody and tell them it's time for you to be set free today. Because you got to speak the word. You got to speak the word to the degree that you believe it. Hallelujah. You'll never understand seed time until you believe what you say. Because when you don't believe what you say, you'll never sow. Y'all don't want, let me go over here. Y'all don't know. See, when you don't believe seed time and understand it, you'll never sow. Because sowing is based upon what you said. There's another powerful principle of understanding seed time is that you got to understand the word by faith. See, the word of God in Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance or it is the thing that is most or the most essential thing of things hoped for. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? Watch this. Faith is in your spirit, in your heart. Hope is in your head. Let me go on down here. Hallelujah. That's why the word of God said, hope that is deferred will make the heart sick. 
Why? Because hope is a plan. Faith don't go nowhere without a plan. I got it. Let me, let me. Faith has absolutely no structure to just make something happen because you believe it without hope. He has to have a plan. Hope is in your head. You have to have a head or a mind and a plan for something to come to pass. You can't just think God going to do something because he's God. You got to have a way for him to work through to get to you what it is that he's trying to get to you. If he does not have a conduit to get something to you, it can't happen. I don't care how much faith you have. Look at somebody and tell them, not only is it, is it, is it, is it faith and hope, but it's also evidence not seen. Or evidence not manifested. If you don't know how to bring forth the evidence, you could just wind up with nothing. You have to know how to bring forth evidence. Because when you look in the natural court, evidence that's hearsay is inadmissible. You can't come to court with evidence based upon what you heard somebody else. Were you there? Did you witness it? Too many of you all are hearing from other folk don't have any evidence for yourself. You dealing with what happened to sister so-and-so. What has happened to you? God is not interested in do you know I did it for her. He want to know do you know I'll do it for you. Look at somebody and ask them where's your evidence? Whoever has the evidence is the most protected person in the system. This attorney here, if I am an eyewitness, this attorney will make sure nothing happens to me because her case is dependent upon my testimony. I wish somebody was hearing what. And we overcome the wicked one by the blood of the Lamb, which is our protection and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. And when it is that you got God's word on something and you know you got it down on the inside of you, you got the evidence for anything to be made manifested. And the Holy Ghost protects you from all unrighteous. I wish somebody would shout in here. is we're trying to believe don't have no evidence we want something to happen we don't have no thought about how it's gonna happen 
the means that God's going to bring it to pass. We just heard he was a miracle worker. You didn't even understand how miracles work because they just don't pop up. Because before a miracle happened, the first question you have to answer is, do you believe? Can I share this? Let me go back over here by this attorney. If I'm an eyewitness, before I actually get to court, is it true that you will make sure that you challenge me in everything that you think the defense is going to say before I get there? Somebody going to get this here. It doesn't matter what you have to go through and what you say you believe. Other things are going to challenge you before you get to where it is that you have to prove yourself. Before the devil prove you, God proves you. Before you get to the tricks and the wiles of the devil, God said, watch this, guard your heart, watch this, stay out of trouble, don't go over here, don't talk to nobody else, listen only to me, hallelujah. If somebody call you, somebody tell you something, call me up, hallelujah. You got all my numbers, y'all not shouting with me. Don't listen to nobody else, just listen to what I have to say. Now you gotta answer the question this way. You can't give the expression of your feelings. You gotta say what it is I tell you to say say everything I tell you to say gonna have a law behind it that supports you to keep you from answering other things y'all not shouting with me today you just can't quote the word any kind of way you got to quote it just like God's word said it y'all sit down for a minute I'm almost finished Because you know in Mark 11 said, whatsoever things that you believe, that you say, you shall have whatsoever it is that you say because you believe what you say. When you say something foolish, you say it because you believe the foolishness. Because you haven't taken a heart to believe the truth. So you make an adjustment to believe the way you want to believe. Actually, down on the inside of you, you haven't misquoted a scripture. You adjusted it to fit your belief system. I'm going to preach truth to you today. God said, I will bless you. And you said, if it's your will. He just said, I will bless you. Will was in the I will. Yes. <laughs> And you talking about if the will. Now, what are you, what? Look at somebody and tell them you got to get your mind together now. 